I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. I'm the CEO of the Source Marketing Group, a cannabis and craft beer agency in Denver, Colorado. Today, I get the honor of bringing a team member onto the podcast to nerd out on all things website related. You're going to hear from special guest Nicola Tweed. Welcome, Nicola. Hey, so great to be here. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the call. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Nicola has been on the team since March of 2022, helping cannabis and craft beer clients build high-performing websites. She also runs her own global business when she's not helping the agency, delivering badass websites for photography, wedding, um, and other businesses through NT Web Design and Development. Nicola, in your own words, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Thanks so much. Okay, so I'm Nicola Tweed. I am from South Africa. I'm a WordPress web designer and developer. I work with clients from all over the world, from Bali, Australia, the US, the UK, all over creating WordPress websites. In addition to that, I also have my own YouTube channel where I share quick tutorial guides to help you DIY your own WordPress website. And I have a course that also helps you create your own website for your business. So that's me in a nutshell. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on because you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to websites. And I've learned so much from you having you on the team. And and so I'm excited to dive in. And we're going to talk about really just debunking website myths first because, um, you know, as a non-technical person, it, for business owners that might be listening, um, it's hard to know, right? What's the right platform to choose and when should I DIY versus DI don't? So we're going <laughs> to dive into some, some of the nitty gritty of that today. Um, but I want to start with the first thing that's really on top of everyone's mind is what platform should I be on, be on really? You know, um, is it Wix? Is it Shopify? Is it WordPress? And so can you talk about the best platform for or a website and really what's the difference? I think I kind of said it in my introduction, which is WordPress, but I don't, I think we have to think about like, where are we at in our business at, at the moment? You know, what are our specific needs? What are our goals? Where exactly do we need to take our business? And then we've got to think about budget and tech skills. So I think there is a benefit to each platform, whether you're going with Wix, Shopify, Squarespace, forgot to mention Squarespace and um, WordPress. Mm -hmm. So just looking at like Wix and Squarespace, those are for small to medium businesses. It's very drag and drop kind of feel on the back end, very user friendly. So you can just sign up in minutes and get your website up and running. What they've got is kind of a subscription model so you pay on a monthly basis. That includes your your kind of hosting package, if you want, at, at Squarespace and Wix. And then if we look at Shopify, that's really e-commerce websites. So if you're looking to set up a shop, I'd go with Shopify. Um, and those are also subscription models. And then you've got WordPress, which is, for me, the best platform, simply because you can start small and you can scale your business. So we can start with a very small website 
and then we can add onto it. We can add a shop onto that. We can add a course or a membership. So, and the in addition to that, WordPress is just so highly customizable. So we can make it look exactly and make it feel really in line with your branding. And WordPress is essentially free. All you need to do is purchase yes. a domain name and that's a yearly fee and comes in at around maybe around $12, maybe maximum $20 a year for your domain name. And then you're going to pay for hosting, which is a monthly fee. Um, and obviously that depends who you go with, but let's say maximum like $15 to $20 a month, something around that mark. So it comes in around that fee every month. And um, if you want to add on an e-commerce platform, it's not going to cost you more. If you want to add in a course or something like that, it's also not going to cost you any more. So that's why I yeah. personally love WordPress. So essentially it's free and it's just those fees that you need to pay. It's it's amazing because it's so flexible to your needs. It's customizable. And uh, to your point, you're not trying to jam everything into a pre-built template uh, that's on Wix, that's maybe more limited. And, um, you know, in terms of the platforms, right, I, I talk to people and I, I talk about, okay, WordPress is the best, right? But maybe they're on uh, Shopify or Squarespace. And sometimes I think people are afraid to make the switch and then they end up investing more and more money into a platform that's maybe not going to scale with yeah. them long term. And that can be from customization to even scaling like in terms of SEO. So can you talk about the SEO benefits of WordPress? Yeah, so if the SEO on WordPress is far more powerful than it is when it comes to using a platform like Squarespace or Wix because you are in full control of all the files that make up your website. Whereas with Squarespace and Wix, those are um, hosted websites that you are not in full control of. So that's why you can really, you know, gain control on your SEO and WordPress. Also, I feel like with WordPress, there's a lot of fear around WordPress, <laughs> but it has changed in, in the last couple of years. And it's become easier for DIYers to create their own websites because there has been the, you know, the, the bringing in of page builders and things like Cadence, which is the tools that I use, which actually make it really easy to create websites. And it's not that old school of like coding in WordPress and that it's only for a blog. Um, I think things have just definitely changed for WordPress in the last couple of years. And there's so many beautiful templates in WordPress to use to create your website. Yeah, that's so true. The themes or builders now make it way more flexible. And I've used, as a in, in my digital marketing career, I've used so many different types of platforms, Sitecore to WordPress. And um, really, I think WordPress is the most flexible. It's easiest to use. There is a learning curve to any platform, but... Yeah. Um, you know, the good thing is if you're working with a company like us, we'll train you on how to use that platform. Yes. So, um, but you mentioned DIY. And so I want to talk more about that. You know, when is the time to <laughs> DIY versus DI don't like when to do it yourself or when to mm. ask an expert when it comes to your website? I think when it comes to DIY and your website, there's several different things you've got to think about. You've got to think about like, how tech savvy am I? Like mm -hmm. if you are someone who's not tech savvy and can't get to grips with 
you know, technology and something like that, then you would think, okay, well, I'm not actually good at this, so I'm going to outsource it. Or you might be tech savvy um, and be okay with maybe Googling and finding the answers, but do you have the time? So you might be time strapped. In that case, you'd probably outsource it. Um, it just, and, and another thing is DIYing it is going to cost you a lot less than outsourcing it. However, there are um, templates that designers offer similar to what we have is the template approach where, you know, we have a template and you can, we can customize it to however you want, which is a reduced cost. It's not as expensive as a full custom website. So a budget is another thing that you do have to take into consideration when you're choosing whether should I DIY, should I outsource? Yeah, I always think like um, you've got to work to your strengths in business. And if yes. your strength is not Googling and trying to find the answer and sitting up late trying to figure it out and getting frustrated, you think, well, actually, maybe I'm losing money in my business by spending so much time trying to find this answer rather outsource it. You gotta weigh up that. Absolutely. There's a book by Gay Hendricks yeah. and they talk about the zone of genius, right? You wanna stay in your zone of genius as a business owner because you're way less effective whenever you start to go to your, you know, uh, other areas or other zones, right? Uh, you may be comfortable, you may be advanced in tech, but you are not a web designer or a developer. And I see this mistake all the time. I feel like business owners spend so much time on their websites and there should be stuff that you're empowered to do, right? Oh, I, yeah. I'll go and I'll go and add a blog to the source page, you know, if, I, if, if that's something I created that month, not a problem. But, um, you know, again, as a business owner, do you want to go in and spend time learning PHP or, or updating? Like want to learn all of that kind of stuff i always i often think it's like if i outsource it to someone else instead of figuring it out myself i could actually be earning money while they're doing the work and then mm -hmm. paying them and then actually in the end i'm making more money because it's a professional website and it doesn't look DIY and people are actually going to take me more serious. But I get it. When you first start your business, the resources are limited. And I mm -hmm. feel like now there is just so much out there for DIYers. If you want to create your own website, there's a lot out there. Um, way more than like there was five, 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, yeah. you know, you had to outsource. But now you can DIY it yourself. Yep. Just don't get so trapped that you're spending time on your website and you've spent 20 hours doing that and you're not doing deep work on your business. Yeah. You know, that's, that's where you can get caught. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for, for me, the big thing is um, also maintaining your website. It's not just, okay, are you going to do your updates, but there's also website maintenance. And so mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> you um, can see me smiling and... because if you follow me on Instagram, I often go on about this and I, I just hone this, like just bang it into my clients. Like, okay. So how I like to explain it is You've got your iPhone or if you're an Android user, you know, you've got your phone and you've got you get push notifications on your phone that say you need to update your operating system or you need to update your apps. Right. So in this case, if you've got a WordPress website, your operating system is WordPress. 
your apps are your plugins. So your plugins just extend the functionality of WordPress. And so you wouldn't go weeks, months, years without updating your iPhone or your Android because like it just, it wouldn't function properly. And also often, you know, um, when they do the operating system updates, then new things are added. There's new emojis or there's new whatever, I don't know, like new things are added. Likewise with WordPress, new things are added. New things are added to themes, they're added to plugins, you know. And if you don't update your website, you get maybe a white screen of death. <laughs> I don't know if you will see that often. Or you get these errors yep. that say critical error. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like, oh, you know, what do we do? But it's it's a routine maintenance, whether you go in um, once a month or every time you go into your website to make an update, you just do those updates and you make sure you take backups first and you do those updates. I feel like it's it's not something that business owners who are looking after their own websites should fear. Um, and I think if we now look at the other side of maintenance, which is actually updating content, updating images, I see this all the time is, we think that, okay, we've done our website, it's done now, okay, now let's go on to the next task. But your website should constantly evolve and grow with your business. So you should be able to go into your website and update images because we change. In six months, mm -hmm. your business can change like this, you know. We, we saw that when that pandemic happened, like businesses were pivoting. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, now we have to now redevelop the whole website no it should be dynamic enough that we can go in and add a page create a, a sales page create a lead magnet and add that all to our website and go in and just make those changes and i think website is not a one and done thing i often say to my clients it's never done and they hate no. that they hate that so much they hate me for that but i'm just like it's got to change because we as business owners, we learn about ourselves, about who we want to serve. Oh, that's not the right person for us. That's the right person. That's the avenue we want to go in. We want to offer a new service. So we create a new sales page. And so that's also the maintenance we need to be doing on our website. And it's yep. And it's so important. I mean, your website's your 24-7 employee. That's it. And and it's such a representation of you, especially in cannabis or craft beer. You want somebody to, especially if they're an investor, to have a good impression mm -hmm. when they land on your website and to not feel like confused, right? So you don't want to have people feeling like, oh, I'm confused on what services you offer or, mm -hmm. or you know, maybe a menu that is really hard to get through. I see that a lot in the craft beer industry, right? Uh, we see websites that, man, it's just so hard to even find the beers that you're looking for and that's like what you want to highlight that's what is going to drive people into your brewery what's it uh confusion no confusion kills uh, conversion oh yeah exactly yeah yes yeah, so, so it's that it's that thing like um i know we're going to chat about this just now but it's like um when we have too much option we often don't take action and a lot of people do this on their website is there's so many different things happening. So a browser comes to their website and then goes like, oh, well, and then they don't do anything. And that's the last thing you want when someone comes to your website. You want them mm -hmm. to 
get to the end destination. You, or essentially, you're like taking them by the hand and like taking them through this journey to the process. And I always say like, there's two reasons why you have a website. Essentially, it's just capturing leads and then making sales. That's it. If you're not doing that on your website, then it's kind of like it's a little side hobby, side kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you've got That's to, you've you got to get that person on the on your website and then go like, okay, this is the goal. They're either going to be a lead or they're going to now convert to being a sale. So we've got to yep. steer them in the right direction. And also make sure you're maintaining your website. So when those leads are coming on the website, you can make the conversion. Correct. <laughs> um, Making sure that all your forms are working. Are we yep. actually getting the contact form? Like that happens so often. Um, like how well, often we just, we? We just had an issue today too. Um, it was a billing issue um, and a third party host pulled down a client's website because of non-payment. And as you know, of course, as soon as they get it paid, they want to get it up. But now there's okay, you have to reconfigure, um, you know, the SSL and and mm -hmm. everything. There's so much, you know, little nuances, and mm -hmm. um, a lot of business owners aren't thinking about that. Or mm -hmm. I've had another situation happen with a client of ours where I think their partner left and then canceled the domain. Oh, <laughs> and. And we caught it before the client did because they were on a maintenance plan. And so they were able to buy it before it was an yeah. issue. Uh, like, you know, still could get it for $20 or something before somebody bought it and tried to resell it to so, them. So going into that, it's um, another thing that I, I think I just have the same things on repeat. But it's like being 100% in control of your website because it's great to yep. have if you're outsourcing it to a web designer or developer, it's it's great to have them as part of your team. But, you know, you also have to kind of know how to update that website, how to log yep. into it. You should know the login details. You should know the host details. You should have that all to hand. You should be able to be in control. So if that web designer or developer fell off the planet, hopefully not, you know, you have those details and then you can take it and, you know, maintain or go to someone else or whatever need be. Um, yeah. Yeah. The hit by a bus plan. That's good to have in place. It's our website. It's just, I think that's like everything in your business. It's like being in control True. and sorry, going back to the DIY thing. One of the benefits of DIYing is you you know the whole process of the web design process. So when your business grows, so you get like three years into your business or whatever, and you're like, yeah, now it's time to up level. I'm going to outsource. You know what goes into creating a website. So you're like, yeah, I know I got to get her the copy. I got to get her the images. I've got to get her a logo. Like I know I've worked with Squarespace, but maybe WordPress is better or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing is you know, you've been through that process, you have that experience. Yeah. yeah. So you can better guide or not guide the web de designer, but, you know, be part of the team and actually yep. work alongside them. Yeah, that's very true. And I think some people, um, in terms of what you were just talking about, owning, right? Owning it, like your domain, your host, your website. Um, I, I don't know that everyone um, appreciates the value of that. 
and there are some companies that will lease you a website. And can you talk about why why that's not a good idea? So in terms of leasing the website, is that something they would pay like a monthly thing? Oh, I've mm-hmm. seen that and I, I've been very confused about that myself. It's like, so you pay like a monthly fee. So if you stop paying that monthly fee, your website will just disappear. You're yep. not in control. You're not in control of that. that. And often with those, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to rely on the company to make the changes. Now, if you're relying on them and it's a one word change or a one image or a, you just want to change the price on your website, often this can take ages. Like it's like a 14 day waiting period. And you don't have 14 days in business. Business moves fast these days. You've got to mm-hmm. move with the time. So like in that situation, when you're leasing it, you're not in control of your website and it can just right. vanish. I mean, they could go out of business. Yeah, it's, it's really not a good idea. I think it's kind of predatory, in my opinion, for companies to do that. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I suggest never letting someone do that because, to your point, your your hard work, your investment goes away. And, and we know how much time it takes to sit down and really think about, okay, how do I want my sitemap structure? Yes. Okay, I'm pulling together and sourcing images. I'm pulling together content and my positioning statement. And you're doing all of this mm-hmm. really hard work that can take, weeks sometimes mm-hmm. and for that to just go away uh it, it's harsh and that is the reality of website design and website development right there's a lot of people out there they want to try to lease you a website or or also you this website that's like really a theme that you can't work in it's our agency theme and and you can't make edits mm-hmm. and that's how people trap you onto their services we do oh, not do that here i also think you know people trap you into thinking you need a certain number of pages or a certain something yep. and to me it's like no we don't start with you need five pages or you need 20 pages or you need whatever we start with okay that's your business. Okay. What are your goals? Why do you need a website? You need a website because of that is your goal. Okay. We need to design design something and have the right pages on your website to get you to that goal and to make that sale and to make money in your business and for your business to grow. And then we reassess down the line. We go, okay, we actually don't need that page or we need this extra page and we add it. We don't start off with like a million pages just because Joe blogs down the road, it's doing it or whoever down the road. And it's like, yep. you can't start like that. And that's, that's where, when it comes to using a, a theme, like especially old school themes, um, people are just trying to, what's that saying where they're trying to put square pegs into round holes and it yeah. doesn't work. That's why whenever I start a website, I don't start with a template. I start with a blank canvas. And what I look at is what images do you have? What is the content? Where are we going? What's the business goals? And then I start to design the website so that we can actually Mm -hmm. get you there. And then when you're finished with the website, you're like, yes, this is actually doing the work. This is the 24-7 salesperson I have been looking for. Absolutely. I love it. And because I really had this situation happen the other day, someone, uh, I was on the call with a prospective client, and they were like, well, for the same price, this other agency is going to give us 25 pages. But I'm like, well, but none of that matches your goals. And what's the intention? And 
Why do you need it's not them? often a website has 25 pages. Let me tell you, like I have not done many and often, like if we think about it, how many people actually read stuff online these days? Like we are just right. like, we're so, there's too a lot of information coming at us. So the content on our website has to be really good and it has mm-hmm. to stop the scroll, but too much content we glaze over. We do. We like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, 25 pages of reading. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I I mean, I think they, they hear the number thinking there's value without understanding website conversions and how that works and what UX and UI should be, or uh, maybe their purpose for SEO, right? Are those pages going to help? or hurt them, you know, mm-hmm. are they being intentional with those pages? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see a lot of people cause to fill the, to fill the 25 pages, now you're hiring content people to go write the content for that. Mm-hmm. And you have to but make sure you have a strategy. Don't. But most right. people don't, they don't get a copywriter. And so it doesn't fulfill that SEO purpose. And then they wonder why it's not True. ranking or they wonder why. And I think a lot of business owners don't realize that it's not just the web designer's job. We've got the photographer who needs to take pictures. We've got the graphic designer who has to do the branding palette. We've got the copywriter who has to write the copy and it has to be SEO driven, you know, for people to find. So there's a lot of elements that go into creating a website, but don't be filled yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then don't put more work on yourself, like be intentional and strategic with your pages and don't just add content to add content. Cause again, you want to be really intentional with your time, especially, Mm -hmm. especially if you are a, if you're a mom and pop shop or a single location brewery, right. You have to be as intentional as possible. And, 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 you know, beer websites, especially can already be a little bit hard to navigate. Um, I see a lot of scary websites out there in the beer space that are hard to navigate. They're outdated or, or more. And so um, yeah. I'd love to talk about more best practices about online menu experiences for breweries. Like what is the best practice? You know, um, how do they stay cool, but still have a good user experience? Yeah. So I would say, and it goes back to something I said earlier is like when you give people too much option, they don't take action. So I often see that in a menu at the top and it's like, it's, it's just too much at the top so people don't actually take action. You always have to think about what is the most important? What is the thing, what is the page that people need to go to to get to the goal? So I would say about four to six items at the top. And mm-hmm. you know, those are your main ones. Everything else at the bottom, you know, social media, at the bottom. If you've got social media at the top, someone's going to click on that down the rabbit hole of Instagram and you've lost them. You have completely lost them. And that's something that's got to go down to the bottom. Yeah, that's an important point about about beer specifically in the menus because also there's an opportunity to show um, versus tell. I see a lot of content heavy pages and you're you're in the beer industry. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do and show, um, whether it's your your process, your brewery, your location. And um, so many times I see these like really wordy websites. Like, no, I want to see the beer. I want to see the the pouring into a cup. It's like, it's like the images are what are really going to pull you in. And then the copy, then you will start to read the copy. If there's just too much copy, it's like, 
I think really good images are one of my top priorities on a website. Like I would take that sometimes over like um, uh, a professional logo or a mm -hmm. professional brand. And like, I know this is kind of controversial and said, but if I was limited on resources, I'd go straight for photos for my website. You know, like we can have, if we look at any top entrepreneur, often they, their logos are very simple. They're very much just like text-based. Go for something like that, some clean, simple colors, fonts, um, and then photos. And then as time goes, if you've got more resources, you add, you add in the logo, you add in that. And I know I, I've had people say, no, that's the wrong way around. You can't do that. And I'm just like, if, if you have bad images on your website, people are just going to navigate right off it. Yeah. And if you need a cool website to check out, I think it was Infamous Brewing. Yeah. Um, they had interactive beers. So like when you oh, hover so cool. uh, as a user experience, it's like you're drinking the beer as you hover over. It, it's just a really cool um, online engagement opportunity to showcase your beer and your style. It's definitely the trend now. It's like that we, we need our websites to be more interactive, more movement. Like we used to that from, say, Instagram and Reels and TikTok. We're used to movement on the screen. So like that is a very a big trend at the moment in web yeah. design. Absolutely. And yeah. okay, I, I want to move directions a little bit uh, because as you know, this podcast is created for women and minorities in business um, with, with craft beer and cannabis flair because of the industries that the source marketing group serves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, black owned and women owned businesses typically don't have the larger corporate budgets to drop thousands of dollars on a website and we are typically less funded as as you know um so why should our listeners move to a platform like wordpress and specifically how can they approach a rebuild to be as intentional as possible with their budget okay so i think the first thing is coming down to really planning why are we rebuilding the website why are we why do we re yeah. want to relaunch so um I often find we're going to spend way more resources if we don't take the time to plan out exactly, you know, what is this new relaunch for? People often just say, oh, we need a revamp. And you're like, okay, but what? So if you have something like Google Analytics installed on your current website, you can look at the, the data from there and then make decisions as well as to, you know, like, what do we need to keep? What do we need to do? What direction are we going in? So if we're going to go in the WordPress direction, there are so many amazing templates out there at the moment that you can use um, to do a redesign. Um, but obviously bringing it back to your planning um, and that way you're not going to spend as much on it. Yep. Yeah. And work with someone, obviously like us preferred, <laughs> but, but, but really work with someone that one, they're not going to trap you on their platform. Um, and that they're really going to look out for you and work with you in a phased approach because we yeah. do that with a lot of our clients, right? Like, okay, we're business owners too. We get it. You don't have $20,000 to drop on this huge, robust vision of yours right now. You need to get to market so you can start selling and get in front of clients. Yeah. Right. And so really figuring out what that looks like, but 
to, to figure out a phased approach, you do have to have your general vision in mind. You're, mm. you're, okay, what do we want to build to? I think it's, um, I think it's also about minimum viable product. You know, yeah. right now, okay, for a relaunch or a launch, like what is the minimum thing we can get away with to reach our goal? It could be one simple coming soon page where we're just capturing leads. Okay, then we move on to the next phase and it could be adding in a blog or it could be just adding our services or something like that. Okay, that's going to have a call to action and they're going to be able to purchase a course or they're going to be able to sign up for one to one consulting or I don't know, whatever, something like that. So we've got to think of like that minimum viable thing to get to the actual goal. Yeah. And you just brought up a great point that's just going to make me salivate is think of your website uh, as part of your marketing funnel, right? What next? And that is converting also to email using using lead magnets, right? Because once we can capture someone's email data, we can nurture them. We can close more business. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think when most business owners are starting out, that is one thing that they neglect or they're not aware of and they're not, you know, they don't know about that. And if I could rewind and start all over over again, that would be the first thing I would do and the first thing I would start nurturing because I know personally from my experience, I always buy from people that email me. Done. That's it. It's because I've gotten to know them. They kind of, I know who they are. They're constantly showing up in my inbox and people say, oh, emails are irritating. They're not, they work. And so your website needs to be capturing those emails so you can make, make the connection, make the sale. Absolutely. And make it easy. We overcomplicate things all the wow. time as entrepreneurs. Bis- wow, <laughs> business so can, can be easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you can have your funnel as, you know, your your lead magnet. Again, a lead magnet being something of value. Um, Nicola, you do that on your own I website. Do. I believe you have a website maintenance lead magnet. Can you describe a simple funnel website to email? Yeah, so on my own website, I actually have a PDF capturing leads. And that is teaching, it's basically going into what you need to gather together in order to create a successful website. And it also has checklists and stuff um, that then actually goes on to um, a little something more that people can purchase in addition to, so it's purchasing a course called Perfectly Planned Website, and that's over three uh, three different videos which walk you more in depth. You get like copywriting scripts, you get checklists, all those kind of things. In addition to that, I've also got the course that comes with it, that's the WordPress maintenance course. So it's how to maintain it, updating those plugins, that theme, WordPress, all of that I go into that um, in more detail. And then, you know, you're on my list now, I can email you. And you've got some good quality content there. You know, a PDF that everything is in detail. I go into everything about what you need to gather together for your website and terms like hosting and domain. What does that even mean? And the, Mm -hmm. the PDF is like not specific to WordPress. If you are going with a different platform, you can still use the PDF. Love that. 
Yeah, and it's it's such great value. And from the start, you're getting people to say, yeah, I, I want this. Now they get a little bit of value from you and you're nurturing them to now close more business mm -hmm. and a bigger opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for that example. That was a good one. Um, I have one more question and then we'll slide into the lightning wow. round. <laughs> and um, I really just want to talk about measuring success. I mean, um, how does a business owner, if I'm in craft beer or cannabis and I'm thinking about my website performance, what should I care about? What should I look at? How do I even know if it's working and converting? Oh, there's several different ways that you could do this. Okay, so there's the data. So we can use something like Google Analytics to track our data. You can see, you know, what pages people are looking at, how long they're sticking around from. The great thing is Google Analytics is free. Anyone can put it on their website, doesn't matter what platform you have. If you go to my YouTube channel, there's tutorial videos on how to do that for WordPress, or we can do it for you, adding Google Analytics onto your website, you know, and tracking it over a period of time and doing intentional stuff on your website and then tracking those analytics. And then there's the things like how, how many people signing up to your newsletter? Okay, no one, no one's signing up. Okay, what's wrong with this lead magnets I have? Is it too far down the page? Should we move it up? Should we change the wording? Those kind of things, testing, tweaking. Um, and then how many people are actually getting in touch with us? So through the contact form, or if you have a call to action, like your services or anything like that. And then it's also with this is your sales. How many people are going over to your menu and actually purchasing? From you now, how many yeah. sales are you actually making and you can look and you can say okay great in the last month everything has come from the website and you know they've come specifically from here and made sales through to, through the website and if the sales aren't happening perhaps we need to look at SEO maybe we had need to be more uh, consistent on social media posting more there or do we need to drive more traffic through our emails or something like that yeah I even had one prospect, they were going, well, I, you know, we feel like people don't really know about all of our beers and they had a huge extensive tab list. It was awesome. Uh, but on their website, they weren't showcasing it. So even a simple tweak, like, Hey, could you not have your hero image of all the bottles? Right. So people see that you're more than this, you know, one or two beers, um, that you've been showcasing. Do you know what would be really fun for something like that Ooh, what? is if there's a lot of beers, um, is there like a personality type? Like you're this kind of personality type. You'd like that kind oh. of beer. Or you like, and it could be like a quiz, like a lead magnet quiz. Ooh, gamification. Like, Do you like this or this? Okay, I like this one. Okay, and this is your beer personality. And it could be a way to get lead, leads. Like it's just fun. Like you're not going to, it could lead to sales, more sales, or just getting more people on your list. I flipping love that okay if you, if you, or you could if if it's like an extensive list and you didn't want a quiz you could almost have a filter um at the top so it filtered it through so you'd be like mm, so okay I, I drink beer but not extensively so i don't know different personality types when it comes to beer maybe you like the fruity type or you like whatever mm -hmm. but it could filter through that and so people could find the beer they wanted faster 
I love that. If you want uh, help implementing that, just hit up Nicola and I. We will happily build that. We love this shit. <laughs> uh, but it's it's really cool online experiences that really carry uh, from your tap room to your website, right? And that's what we're looking to do. It's experiential. Yeah, you want to create that. Like I've been to the brewery and I, and I look at the website and it just kind of all flows and it's all just, you know, you've got that experience there when you are on the site. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, craft beer, you have people from all over the world looking at you online or supporting you, wanting your merch or um, just think of like Pliny River, you know. Um, there's just people like that where you have a lot of eyeballs and traffic. You may as well do what you can to build a funnel and capture that traffic coming in. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, let's move into the lightning round. These are the uh, unprepped questions that you you have to answer on the fly. You have 10 seconds to answer these. Wow. and um, But I'll be easy on you since, since you work with me. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite place to travel? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't traveled in ages. I've got two kids and COVID and oh, oh gosh. I don't know. I love traveling in South Africa. But if I had the option, I'd probably travel the US. Nice. Well, let's get you out to MJ BizCon for uh, yes. the cannabis event. That's 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 our main goal right there. We'll get you yeah. to Vegas. Um what's your favorite anyway. <laughs> what's your favorite adult <laughs> beverage? Wine. Wino. Uh, you you what? you would like the uh, the Blue Moon Rhino Wino. It's a beer, but it tastes like a wine. Very good. Oh, that could be nice. Yeah. See, there is a personality tab for me there. Oh, there is. Yes, yeah. There's all kinds of ways that uh, craft beer can pull you in. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part about living in South Africa? The weather, the people, um, the space. The outdoors. I just love that. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite book or business influencer? Holy smokes. <laughs> that is, how can you even narrow that down? There's just, I'm, I'm like all for female entrepreneurs and I love like, like money talk. So oh, I yeah. love Denise, Denise Duff Duffield Thomas. She's Australian. She talks a lot about money. Yeah. Yes. Like, I love her. She's awesome. I joined her course when like, like she first started, like I'm talking 10 years ago and I just like literally changed the game and money for me. Yes. I like, that's, gave me so much confidence. That's my bedtime reading material. I have it on audible. Uh, so she just yeah. like, you know, she's just talking about being a chillpreneur while I'm, you know, snoozing and dreaming about my big dreams. And uh, so, yes. And I, I, I just love um, Brooke Castillo as well. I'm not sure if you follow her from. She oh, talks a lot about life coaching, but like a woman of such power and her age and just like badass and makes so much money and like Ooh. just is open and honest about making a lot of money. And not shy about it. And 
yeah, just for ages while I'm just like, oh, I worship you. You're amazing. Yeah, you have to drop me that name uh, via email oh. so I can add it to the show notes because we love powerful women. More of us need more confidence. We are crushing it out there. And I think sometimes, um, mm-hmm. honestly, the biggest thing holding us back is ourselves, is our mentality, our imposter Absolutely. phenomenon. So yes, wow. go go follow them. And uh, Denise, you know, the, the Chillpreneur book mm-hmm. is badass. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, All of her books are amazing. Last question. Question, what's your hidden talent? Ooh. 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 Um. <laughs> that one I just I don't know. I'm just really good at figuring shit out. Yeah, you're pro- like, problem I am solver. So good at, I'm a problem solver. I'm like people come to me to, to like figure shit out, and I'm like, it's so easy. This is how you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. You're a badass, so that makes sense. I come to you mm-hmm. often because I know that you are a trusted source. <laughs> yes. yes, I think I. I think one thing that I like to pride myself on is when I work with clients, it's not just about creating a website. Like I love to kind of go above and beyond, and if I get a, an idea or I think, oh my gosh, these people would be so in line with you, or you must check out this podcast or this book. This will help you. Like. That is something that I really pride myself on. And also being honest, like mm-hmm. people come to me and they're like, I need a website. And I'm like, do you really need a website right now? Or do you just need this? Or do you, can we, can we just rein it back? Or, you know, being honest, I'm not just like, yes, you need a website and I need to design it and I will do it for you. You know, there's, there's honesty there. Yeah. I agree. I think you, you have a lot of integrity and I've, I've enjoyed that the most about working with you because I've dealt with web developers and designers all over the the globe and and it's been scary sometimes. I think you're you're someone to follow who's just absolutely leading the way and I can't wait to watch your success and and to watch you grow. You really are um a badass and an inspiration and that's that's why you're on this podcast. And I just wish that like my one of my dreams is just the woman in WordPress would just grow mm-hmm. like I just, I still find it a very male dominated industry, yeah. WordPress. Um, but the females are definitely, we're coming in strong. So, yes, you are. And, uh, you know, just keep up the, the confidence. And if you're listening, don't be afraid to get out there and be a pro in WordPress. If, you know, we need more women in STEM and, um, and doing more technical roles. And, and I, I love that, you know, again, you're leading the way in that. So, um, if anyone's listening and, and they want to be a web designer, reach out to us. All right. I'll put mm. you in contact with Nicola yeah. directly. And, and that way, um, <laughs> yeah, it. that way we can help or, or mentor you, right. We want, uh, we want everyone to win and we want especially we want more women in business to just keep kicking ass absolutely amazing well thank you so much again and um, listen if you are in growth mode if you're looking to build out a revenue generating website in the cannabis or craft beer industry download this episode start building your badass website today if you need help if you need resources check out our market like a badass show notes Uh, with links to Nicola's social handles. And um, Nicola, where can our listeners find and follow you? So the best place is probably YouTube at the moment. Um, I am posting quite a bit of content on YouTube um, and then Instagram as well. Both my handles are Nicola Tweed. So just um, 
I'll pin it in the tweet and you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much. We are so excited to have your knowledge on this podcast. You're a badass. I'll drop this info in the show notes so our listeners can find you. Follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass.